So there's nothing more. So be aware of that. I know a lot of us on our search will study so many things, read so many books, listen to so many different authors. And that's great because it's good to check things out. You learn a lot by doing that. But also therein can also lie a trap. Because then if we get caught up in or begin to believe what everybody says, we're going to run into a lot of chaos and confusion. Because a lot of things will sound like they're contradicting. Other things will sound like they're saying the same thing. But then we go, okay, the words sound the same, but how come when somebody says it, I feel all this stuff, and somebody else can say it, and I feel all this freedom? Oh, my God, you mean it's not just on this horizontal level I've got to pay attention, but I've got to pay attention now on this frequency level of a higher frequency and lower frequency, let alone all that's available in the world? That's right. My God, there's the cross again. You want to walk to horizontal, or do you want to do the vertical? Yeah, that's right. There's down as well as up. But that's the journey. We're going to do all of it. I don't know anybody who's not. I know Jim and I always say, you get what you focus on, God first, God only. How many of us really do that all the time? I know I don't. It's just part of this world. It's the gravity. It just pulls us down and out and gets us focused or caught up in other things going on in life, whether it's just our personal life or even if it's spiritual study. We can get caught up in the words and we have all of our little fantasies about what that means. So if you find yourself in that, begin to let go of the mentalizing, begin to let go of all the fantasizing, and instead replace that time you take to do that with the action, the interaction of going within and simply doing the loving. It's an action, doing, loving. In truth, loving is a beingness. But in this consciousness of reflection and polarity, it's at first an action of giving and receiving. We share our love with God and we receive God's love for us, just like we would another human being. This is we love another and allow them to love us. It's the same thing. It's just sometimes we find it harder to do because this being we call God, we don't know what that really is. Is it a man? Is it a woman? Is it a child? Is it even human? What is it? Therein lies the challenge. That's why we give simple things like the purple light we talk about or the golden white light or the blue light. That is that beingness, God's loving expression. If you see that, you are aware of that divine loving essence. Even if you don't, if you feel that sensation up here, that's the same thing. You hear the inner sounds. That still small voice, sounds of nature, music. It's all that action of God's loving. So just give that attention. It's hard to discover because it's so subtle. Therein lies the challenge. Well, go with the subtlety. See if you can begin to rise above the push and the pull. And just hold in a place of neutrality where you begin to awaken to that living, loving presence. Don't go looking for information. Don't go trying to figure it out. Don't go hopping after the Easter bunny. 
unless it appears as a blue or purple light. Well, the radiant form can take on any form it wants. So to get the freedom, you've got to give it to yourself. And that's what the soul is. It's free. So give yourself the freedom. It's not something you get. It's something you already are. So simply be free. Be in the freedom. That's all we're doing here. In truth, there's no journey. But yet there is. But that journey is simply one of just discovering and awakening to the truth that already is. There's something that Easter reminds me of, and I haven't read a lot, so I can't speak a lot about different texts and things I've read in the Bible or the books, different books at all, since I was five years old and started this spiritual awakening inside myself. I was told by Spirit really not to read a lot because I would only try to live other people's storylines, other people's experiences, and other people's spiritual journey rather than my own. And that it was more important for me to live my own journey and to have my own inner experience and to let myself grow from that than it was to look to others to share with me and teach me. But I've gone through different texts from time to time and just kind of gleaned certain statements that uh, led me, empowered me, gave me clarity or understanding about things. And there's one statement in one of the Gnostic Bibles, the lost uh, books of the Bible, that uh, really stand out before me before all the others having to do with the story of Easter. And it's one in the book of Peter, Uh, In the book of Peter, he is writing about the event of resurrection. And it's written in the first hand as though he actually witnessed it. And he speaks in this way. He says that um, as two guards stood watching over the tomb, suddenly the door rolled aside after a trembling of the earth. And with that, three beings of light came forward out of the tomb and rose up above the earth a little bit. And in rising, they heard a voice, and the three beings were looking up. And they were looking towards that voice. And the voice said to these three beings, Have you shared with those that are asleep? And have you shared the sacred name? No, my sacred name. And with that, the one in the middle said, yes, I have, just as you have told me to do, so I have done. And then with that, they all three ascended upward into the sky and beyond. And to me, that's really the story of who Jesus was, what he was doing, and what every spiritual teacher is here to do, every spiritual teacher of sound and light. There are a lot of other spiritual teachers that are teaching different forms of meditation, different spiritual practices and beliefs. But the path of sound and light is one who's very consistent. And the teachers are consistent in what they do present. And what Jesus shared 
then we here share today the same simplicity and the same truth. And we've been given the same direction from God as Jesus received it so long ago. And that was to go and speak to those that are asleep. The souls that have come into this world and got entrapped in this world have gone asleep. They've allowed themselves to get trapped in the mind and to look down and out into the world and get involved and caught up and trapped in the activities and in the beauty and the luster and the attraction of the world. And in so doing so, the soul in a sense has gone asleep. It has forgotten where it came from. It has forgotten its own true nature and its true source because it has gotten itself caught through the mind into the world and involved itself in such a way that it has forgotten the truth of truths that it contains inside of itself. And in that way, the soul is asleep. It is asleep to the truth and awake to the fantasy, the illusion, the non-real. And so there are those teachers that will come into the world to share with those that are asleep, to share with them the truth, to remind them of what they truly know inside, to help them begin to remember, to remember for themselves their own truth. Any spiritual teacher on this pathway will tell you that they can't tell you anything you don't already know. They can only share with you that which maybe you have forgotten. So that in remembering, you begin to wake up. You begin to wake up into the truth of who you are and begin to let go of the illusion. You begin to realize the illusion from the real, from the true. And you begin to walk the true again, letting go of the illusion. And the only way that that really takes place is as we begin to turn inward towards the source where the truth relies. If we look inside we begin to wake up. We begin to wake up once again to the truth of our own true identity as soul, as spirit, as divine, as loving. And we begin to let go of all those illusions that we used to identify ourselves as and to. And so that's important to remember here, that if you begin to find yourself getting caught up in the world once again, getting attracted back into the world once again, That's okay, because maybe there's a lesson there in the world for you to go learn. So go learn it. But in the process, do what you can to stay awake to the greater truth as you enter into those things, so that when the lesson is learned, you can begin to release it very quickly and move back into that inner journey, back into the awakening, back into the peace and joy and loving that resides there. That's really the truth of it all. If we will begin to move inward and upward through our meditation, not looking to the world for answers, not looking for the world for fulfillment, but looking inward and upward now to the seat of the soul here above the brow center, at the center of the head, where that divine spark resides within us, which gives us physical life, which embodies life into all the different physical parts of our consciousness, if we will begin to hold our attention there and above the mind, above the emotion, above the imagination and body, we will begin to waken again. We will begin to give power back to the soul as we wake up. And the soul will become a dominion over the other 
elements rather than being dominated by the mind. The mind now will relax and let go and let the soul have dominion over all things. And that takes time. But it is in this process of awakening. And so when God spoke to Jesus coming out of the tomb and said, have you spoken to those that are asleep? And have you shared my sacred name? That was really a statement that is given to every spiritual teacher on this pathway of sound and light. Have you spoken to those that are asleep? Have you shared with them the truth that they might come awake, that they might begin to awaken up and begin to know the truth of who they are as divine, living, loving essence and begin to live that more and more every day? And have you given them the keys, the tools, the means by which to come awake? Have you given them the direct teachings? Have you given them the practice of meditation? And have you shared with them through initiation my sacred name, that sacred name, that if we will begin to hold our attention to that, not just in meditation but throughout the day, the soul will truly wake up and we begin to live a life empowered in a way that we have always longed for but never knew how to get. A life of loving and joy and peace and creativity and enthusiasm. Not just for this life in this world, but for life in all ways, on all levels. By getting that sacred name, Jesus called them the keys to the kingdom. Or the hallowed name, as he spoke of it in the Lord's Prayer. That name is the key by which the soul begins to liberate itself from the mind. When we entered into this creation a long, 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 long time ago, as soul, and we came into this physical creation to have experience here, we had to take on physical matter of some sort in order to have experience in the world of matter because soul could not experience these elements, this level of consciousness. It is of spirit and not of the physical. So it took up the mind in order to have experience here, to understand and to have experience in all the elements of this creation. Now it is time for many of us to begin to break free of the entrapment of this world and the entrapment of the mind and to begin to rise above it all. It's only in the rising up that we truly begin to see things from that different perspective, that higher place, in a new way. And we begin to understand what we didn't understand before. Sometimes we can be so close to a situation, to a problem, to a process of life, that we really can't see our way out of it. We only see that we're stuck, we're trapped, we have no choice. This is how it is. God gave it to me and this is my curse. But if we can begin to do our daily meditation and begin to hold our attention upon that sacred name, we can lift above all those elements that we have felt entrapped in. We can rise above it and begin to look at it from a different place, a different perspective, that higher place inside. And we can begin to see the bigger picture of it all. And we can begin to see how we got ourselves involved in it, how we have trapped ourselves in it, and how we keep choosing to stay trapped. But we also, in that, can begin to see how to move away from those things, to let go of them, to detach ourselves. 
so that we now have freedom to make new choices on how we're going to express, how we're going to live, how we're going to create, and how we're going to manifest this action of liberating the soul from this creation and return home to God into the realms of spirit from which we came, so shall we return. <clears throat> that is what every spiritual teacher, including Jesus, spoke of. But to those many people that were not his disciples, to the 5,000 that gathered, he spoke in parables. But it was only to the 70 of 500 that he spoke of the direct truth. It says it in the Bible. He spoke to them the direct truth. <coughs> and so, if you want the direct truth, you have to go to that place where the direct truth dwells in the world today. It is in the Bible, but it's all in parable and in symbols. And you have to really sit and read it and see if you can begin to figure it out. And what's the part of you that's going to figure it out? The mind. And the mind can't comprehend the true path of spirit. It's not a part of its presentation of life. It is not a part of its experience. The mind is of the world. And when this body dies, it goes back into the world from which it came. But it is only the soul that can begin to comprehend the greater truth of what lies in these words written in books or is shared by teachers. We share as much as we can the direct truth to everyone that comes because we know that those that come are ready for that direct truth of understanding. They don't need parables. They don't need stories. They don't need to be, in a sense, pampered and nurtured and taken care of in that way. We give the direct truth in order for you to begin to understand what it truly is to walk this pathway. What is your responsibility? What is the action? And what is it going to bring you to? What is it to wake up? To wake up to the truth of the divine that you are and to live that divinity in the fullest way. Now, at the time that Jesus was alive, there were several people in the world in that area that were also teaching the same pathway. But they're not remembered today because of how the story of Jesus took place. He developed 12 disciples, 12 apostles, and he gave them a dictate to go out into the world and share with those that were Jewish in the world, the truth, to try to help restore the truth back to the Jewish nation as well as to the individual souls who were ready for liberation. And that's what the apostles did at first. They went out to share with other Jews the truth that this spiritual teacher had shared with them about initiation, about spiritual liberation, about being responsible for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and reactions, and about the sacred name. And those teachings continued for a number of years in simple form, in direct teaching. 
And then something began to happen. Those that were caught up more in the mind and not in the direct teaching began to take those elements and began to use the mind to create story and parable and mythology around them in such a way that a lot of the teaching, a lot of the truth was lost. And those that were doing that began to form religion rather than teaching. Religion rather than a spiritual path. And that began to form the church. The church, even as we see it today, with the books that were collected together into one book called the Bible. But there were all these other teachings of more of the direct truth that were hidden away, taken away, and hidden in other parts of the world in order to protect them, to preserve them, and to keep the teaching alive as long as it could possibly be. And for another 300 years, those teachings lived on, almost four, right into the 400s. They survived in Egypt, in Greece, and in other places, these teachings did survive in small communities. And those teachings even can be read today in the Gnostic books. And if you read those, those are more the direct teachings, the simple teachings that were shared by Jesus and by other spiritual teachers that began to give direction to those souls that were coming awake, coming alive inside themselves spiritually. But even reading those books is not going to bring you awake. It is only by doing the meditation, by going inside daily and standing there in your loving, your loving with God and allowing God's loving in that begins the process of awakening. And in that process, it may be challenging at first because you're going to meet up against all those things that you have set between you and God over these years and lifetimes your judgments, your fears, your angers, your frustrations, and whatever else there is. But if you meet them with loving, loving God and letting that loving of God meet you and you with them, those elements that separate you with God, they will dissolve. They will not stand in the way anymore and your pathway will be more and more clear as you meditate every day. And what is the key to the loving? It is that sacred name of God. It is the power of the name that gives us the authority and the power by which to clear our karma, to clear our stuff, as Brian would say, to break free of this creation and to rise above it, to let go of the physical body and the imagination and the emotion and the mind and rise up above all of that, to stand in the soul, to stand in the spirit of who we are, to stand in that truth of loving, and to begin to live that rather than these lower elements of self. And yes, there will be a little bit of a struggle because the lower bodies, the lower parts of ourself will not want to let go of the power that they have gained controlling the soul. They will struggle and they will fight and they will tell you this is a lie and they will tell you don't go there, it's only going to hurt you. Because they know that if you do just that, rise up and wake up, that they will lose their authority 
they will lose their power. But the beautiful thing about it is, if you continue to go in and upward daily, 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 eventually, all those parts of yourself that may battle and struggle and complain and gripe and call out, will calm down and begin to come into alignment and work together as one with the soul. You will find that no longer are you living in all these different compartments of yourself and living in confusion because of those different things running you, but you will be living in oneness, alignment with the soul, which is the pure loving of God dwelling in you, having dominion and giving direction. So when I think of this time of Easter, I think of that little story that is written in that book of Peter, the Gospel of Peter in the Gnostic tradition, where the earth did shake and the stone did roll back and these three beings came out of this mouth of the cave. And a voice was spoken and it spoke, these words, have you shared with those that are asleep and have you shared with them my sacred name? That's this pathway and that's what we're doing. And just like Rumi said, wake up, wake up and don't go back to sleep. That's another key to this journey because we could do the meditation, we could get the initiation and have the sacred name and we could break free and detach ourselves from all those things that have held us in bondage here for so long in this physical creation and think that we've done it and think that we're liberated and maybe even know it through our experience. And still, if we stop doing the inner work, the meditation, the loving of God, of taking responsibility for our thoughts and our feelings, our actions and reactions in our inner life and in our daily life in the world, we can still fall back to sleep. We can go back to sleep again and get caught up in the world and forget the truth of what we knew and think that that was all just a fairy tale, a dream, an illusion and get caught back up in the world and be asleep once again. So Rumi says it very carefully and very directly. Wake up, wake up and don't go back to sleep. Because Rumi knew, as all spiritual teachers on this pathway know, that until that last breath, you can fall once again, fall back to sleep, and forget. Go into that state of forgetfulness. So Rumi was dis- reminding his disciples, wake up, my children, wake up, and don't let yourself go back to sleep. So remember that this pathway of spiritual awakening is a life journey. That once you begin it, it is a continuing process through life until that last breath. When you leave this physical body for the last time. And I say for the last time because in your meditation, you may find yourself leaving this body over and over and over to have experience on the spiritual realms beyond the physical, as you begin to wake up to the truth of who you are, a soul, as divine, and take that journey in your divine body back into the realms of spirit 
to experience the truth of who you are in that nature of you as divine loving. But then there will be that day when you take the last breath of the physical body and you leave the physical body for the last time, but you do it consciously, you do it with awareness, you've done it before, and you just continue doing what you've always done in your meditation, and that is you just keep looking up to God, God first and God only, loving God, and you let the loving lead you, lift you, guide you, direct you to that ultimate place where you're going to go now, and you're not going to look to the left or the right. You're not going to look down because those are the things that will draw you back into the world. You've done it so many times in your meditation before, and you know it. You know it. Sometimes you'll be in your meditation, and you'll leave the body, and you'll begin the journey, and you're going up and up, and here I come, Lord, here I come, and oh, what is that? (laughs) And there you go. Well, after you do that enough, you realize, no, don't look, don't pay attention, just keep your focus on God. And you may see the glimmering glitter of things in the world around you outside and down below, but you'll just go, nope, I'm coming home to you, God, I'm coming to you. And after you've done that enough in your meditation, when that day comes and you leave the physical body for the last time, you'll know it. You'll go, okay, I don't want to look anywhere but to God. Here I come, Lord. And you'll go. And it'll be just like that. You'll go so quick because you've done it over and over and over. It'll be so quick and you'll just wake up in the realms of spirit and continue on from there. And then you'll know for sure that you are a liberated soul. You're no longer trapped in the mind. You're no longer trapped in these creations. And you are free to stay from which you came, so shall, and now you have returned. And you will then continue your journey on into the spiritual realms, expanding your awareness, as you have down here. But now it will be an expansion of awareness, of experience, of the loving. And all the different aspects of God that reside in the universe of spirit. The loving, the peace, the joy, the enthusiasm, the creativity, and all of that. We came here to learn about reflection, that aspect of God that is reflection, the reflective quality. And we've just gotten caught up in the reflection of things. We looked into the mirror and believed the illusion of the mirror rather than look to the truth, source, and know the source. So once we begin to realize, well, God, this is just a mirror. This is just a reflection. This isn't real. Then we can begin to recognize the true and look only to the true. And when we do return there, we just continue our journey in the realms of spirit. And they all are an aspect of God. And we all wake up to the different aspects of God that dwell within us. And in that, we return back into the heart of God itself. From which you came, so shall you return. So happy Easter and allow yourself to wake up however you want to do that to that greater truth that is inside of you which is that divine living loving essence of the Lord. There's no greater journey and there's only one thing that we're really here to do anyway and that's just that. All right.
Well, thank you all. Have a very merry Easter Bunny Easter and <laughs> and I will see you all next time. <laughs>